ML Nation, episode 201. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like this show. So go check them out at mlnation.net forward slash times. Again, mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. It comes from Auberon de Monet. I like the name, Auberon de Monet. A French name out there from Great Britain. And it says, this is my secret weapon. These podcasts have been a godsend for me as a new marketer in MLM. I love them and listen to them every day. When it comes to being interviewed on the show, that's when I know I will have made it. Simon is certainly one of the people I'll be crediting with my success. Well, thank you so much, O'Baron, for sharing. And, you know, in terms of being on the show, I go visualize that. If you, if you see it, if you believe it, see it, visualize it, and you will achieve it, okay? Uh, because... It's all about visualization. See it. You know, you know what? You know what? Uh, the things, things that will help you out is go take a thumbnail. You know, go take a thumbnail from any of these shows, blank it out, and put your face on it, and look at it every single day, and visualize it, and emotion connect. See yourself being on the show, people listening to you, and that will motivate you even during the times of, you know, when you don't feel like doing the business. Just think yourself. You've been on ML Nation. What would you do if you were on that show? So, that's my tip for you. Go create that thumbnail. Go out there. You can take the logo, do whatever you want to Photoshop it, put your face on it, visualize it, look at it every day. Keep applying, keep listening, keep applying, and you'll get there soon. So anyway, thank you for sharing that, O'Baron. And if any of you, please take a second or two to leave a review. Actually, it shouldn't be a second. It's one or two minutes. Leave a review on iTunes. They mean a lot. And also, fires me up and also helps other distributors find the show. So just go to iTunes and do that. That's my only request. All right, thanks again, and um, let's go to today's show. Today's a special behind-the-scenes show, and it'll be a fun one, so let's go to it now. Welcome to a special episode where you to hear what's going on behind the scenes at ML Nation and get a close-up view of the world of me, Simon Chan. You know, this is where you get not the latest news about the show, our company, but a sneak peek inside the life of an entrepreneur, the latest adventures, I call it adventures, crazy stuff happening, in my life, my journey as a husband and father, my wins and losses, my uh, thoughts and reflections, you know, what I'm currently reading and learning. And also in each episode, I'll share a valuable lesson that built me a six-figure passive income MLM business that still pays me every week, even though all I do is spend five minutes making sure my checks get deposited a month. Okay, five minutes a month, not bad for six incomes, six-figure income. Uh, now, many of you have contacted me through email or Facebook, and, f- and I think this is the best way I can talk to you, all of them, all of you, and let you know what's going on. But I do warn you, you know, I am not perfect. So you think if I'm like the super, super model, uh, I'm going to let you down. I am not perfect. And I make a ton of decisions that I regret later on in life. Um, and this is a real, real life sneak peek of the trials and tribulations of an entrepreneur. Stuff that, that goes on. And uh, for the last two weeks, I would say 17 days since the last episode came out. And my goal is to share with you how we can avoid the mistakes that I made. Because I'll tell you one thing is that my life is not one thing is that my life is not, not easy. 
An entrepreneur's life is never easy. It's a nonstop journey of the lessons learned. Uh, and also, you don't want it easy. If, you, if it's easy, you're not growing, right? One of the things I've learned is um, make, if your life is easy, you'll, if you make things, if you do what's easy, your life will be hard. If you do what's hard, your life will be easy. So that's what motivates me every time when things get tough. And the reason I do what I do is because I have a bigger purpose of having a positive impact, as many lives as possible. And that's what drives me. I get a fulfillment I get from helping others, some testimonies that I keep, that, or the reviews, the iTunes reviews. That really drives me and keeps me going. And if anyone ever tells you that once you made it, it's easy, I'm telling you, they're full of lies or BS or they've never really made it yet. So anyway, welcome to Behind the Scenes at ML Nation and the World of Simon Champ. So let me start off and I'll just, I also, I, let me start off with my purpose-driven life. You know, to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. I have reasons, I love that we're marking on three beliefs. Number one, we're all born with unlimited potential and that we're marking leashes that potential. If it wasn't for networking, I wouldn't even have the guts to be speaking here today. Uh, number two is networking allows us to give back more, whether through time, money, charities, even through the show, being able to give back to all the leaders on the show. The 200 plus episodes I've given back, the 200 episodes I've given back. Thank you for that. And then three is networking allows us to create a, a leading, create a bigger legacy. It allows us to be better parents. I mean, that's the most important thing. We allow, allows us to leave this world better than we came. Not just from our direct contributions, but from our, our younger ones that are learning, that were growing. And a good example is I grew up, um, if, if I had had my kids before I did network marketing, they probably grew up watching TV, Sports Center, you know, all that stuff. But through network marketing, it allows me to, you know, grow up in a much, much better environment. So let me share with you. I don't know how long this episode will be, but I'll tell you, as you can tell from one thing, I'll be uh, like, I came myself raw and exposed here. I'm not at the top of my game today, right? I'm, I'm meant to say I'm the best, but as you can tell, I slipped a few times. I may even mumbled, so I apologize for that. Um, we just, today is, as I'm recording this, actually is uh, less than like 48 hours before you hear this. You're going to hear this on Friday, July 8th. So that's the first mistake I made. Every behind the scenes episode should be a Wednesday. But somehow, the special 200 one with Tom Chanel, you definitely want. It's an awesome, awesome show. And thanks to Tom, is such an awesome giver, by the way, to the industry. Talk about network marketing's give back. Um, all the leaders, 200 leaders have given back, especially Tom, done a tremendous amount of things for everything from ANMP and all that stuff. So make sure you listen to that show. Uh, so today, this one falls on a Friday. So that's the first lesson not enough planning. Okay, I actually wanted to. Uh, switch it around to keep it Wednesday, but I had promised Tom that he'll be the special 200 episode because he has done so much, and of course I can't couldn't change it. So now this is on a Friday instead of Wednesday. Uh, could have been better planning. Um, so uh, as I'm recording this, I was probably you know some of you have, uh, had asked me that. Well, first of all, I should speak slower, so I do my best to speak slower. Uh, second of is to sleep more. I did get some sleep. Uh, but I just came back from a three-day weekend at a water park um, in Orange, the place called Great Wolf. Now, Great Wolf uh, Water, you can go to thegreatwolf.com. Great place for kids. If you stay at the uh, hotel, you can only use the water park if you stay at the hotel. Highly recommended place. I think they have locations throughout the U.S. Again, I'm doing free network marketing here. Great place for kids. Uh, they have two water, two tube slides. Highly recommended. It. It's great for all ages. One of them is just like you go into the tube and then it's like a trap door opens up and it just drops you down. 
Very cool. And I think, you know, um, I'm not sharing this because it's just about water park and it's it's about conquering your fears. You know, when I went up there, I did have some fear, but fear is always always exaggerated, right? The thought that the what's scared the thought of it is actually more scary than the thing itself. Like, just think about you going up there. You're in a tiny tube, and there's a drop door, and you go standing up. So you're standing up, feet first. And you just go straight down. Now it sounds crazy scary, and they actually have like a bunk, a big, like a bang when the trap door opens up. You just drop. You just drop straight down. And and I used to be when I was a kid, I was super scared of uh, roller coasters. But I found out. Doing what you don't like to do is a really good exercise of building mental toughness. It goes back to mental toughness again. You know, Fraser Brooks had a great episode we shared about the three things he didn't like. He didn't like to do presentations, didn't like to do roller coasters. And then one day he decided, hey, I gotta be a man. I wanna be grow to grow, become a leader. He forced himself to do and he had one other fear I forgot. But he he forced himself to do he went to every roller coaster ride in an amusement park in in the UK and just did it over and over again until he wasn't scared anymore, right? So that's how you beat it. And when I went to the tube thing, drop Waiting in line was more scary. The thing itself lasted like ten seconds, and you're, and you're down, right? I mean, uh, how you're not that high up, and you realize fear. Whatever your fear of, the thought of the event is actually more scary than the event itself. So think about how can that apply to business? How can it apply to prospecting? How can it apply to things you want to do? So really, it's just like just to do it. When I have that frame of mind, it's like do it, Simon. What's going to worst thing going to happen? Nothing's going to happen here, right? So. Did it, and it was a ton of fun. I wanted to do it again. Um, anyway, the water park, I actually didn't get to go to as many rides because my younger son, I went with my nephews. They came. Uh, uh, they came to visit. They come like visit every quarter. They're up in the San Francisco area. We are busy moving. Now, so our move got delayed for nine days. We are moving, and we're not moving. We're still living in L.A., just moving to the more upscale part, Palos Verdes, I talked about in the last show, and uh, figured... You know, the cousins, they love to get together, and the boy, four boys, so it's just me and my brother, we took them to this water park, and then my wife and my in-laws, finally got some relief help here, in-laws in town, uh, watching the youngest one, and then doing some packing while we were gone for three days, because you really can't pack and stuff with uh, two boys running around who want your time and energy, and the constant stimulation. So we did that, a uh, ton of fun, the water park, and check it out, great wolf, and I mean, let's talk about challenge. You know, challenges of things. Interesting things happen. Last night I slept like uh, I slept like ten hours. The last two nights, last night I wanted to sleep, but I got woken up five times between my Obi wanted to uh, come up and sleep with me, so I did. And then I woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I come out and poor Obi accidentally stepped on him, not once but two times. So the second time I had to get up for something else to look at my son, uh, who happened. I'm sleeping in his room. Uh, he fell off the bed. And he was crying, my two-and-a-half-year-old. And then I stepped on Obi again. So poor Obi got stepped on too. So right now, he's totally passed out. He, tough, he got a worse night's sleep than I did. But that was the way I started the day. And I, I'll share one thing. When I, I wrote it, here's another success tip. I wrote on today that I had to get this episode recorded. And it's kind of a hard deadline because it takes time um, to produce it and do all that stuff and promote it that there was no way out. Uh, I'm looking at a clock right now. In 30 minutes from now, we're leaving for another family dim sum lunch. Okay, that's a Chinese type of cuisine, dim sum. Really good, highly recommended. Check it out. And uh, so I was like, and then I have coaching. So we changed our coaching course to Tuesday. And I was like, I got to get it done. And I really did not want to record this. So hope I should probably tell this to you later. So then you wouldn't know. But um, 
It was like, gosh, I'm, normally I'm really fired up to do a show. Today I'm actually not fired up. It's one of the things like, hey, I'm not fired up. I just got to do it anyway. So I just listen to some music that pumps me up so me get my energy going because right before this, my energy was really, really low. But I say, you got to do it. And sometimes what it is is it's funny. Now that I'm doing it, I'm nine minutes in. I feel a lot better about myself already. Uh, and this was an episode where I don't know if you felt, I feel this the, way, the same thing. I feel like, Oh, do I have to shave? I have to look better. I have to feel better. And let me change a pair of shorts. I may get too hot. Uh, and let me put on a t-shirt instead of my hoodie. Because, you know, in LA by the water, it's actually kind of cool. Where I live by the beach, it's kind of like, kind of cool, believe it or not, on July 5th. It's like cloud. It's kind of cloudy today, probably in the 60s. And I was like, maybe let me get ready. You know, you do all the things to get ready, to get ready. That's like today. But just do it. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And then having the awareness, like, what am I doing, Simon? Like, I teach this stuff. Just do it. And, like, what, what does shaving even have to do with the show? They're not going to see you anyway. Right? It's just incredible what the mind excuses. And, but you know the thing is when you start doing it, that's how you feel better. I feel so much better already right now. We're 10 minutes in. So whatever you don't feel like doing, just do it. You feel a lot better about yourself. You know, when you follow up your prospects, you need to follow up, and you're not doing it. It just makes you feel worse. You, you just kind of go down a rabbit hole. Like even if you take a lunch break, make three, four phone calls of people you have to follow up with. Now those are the ones that make you feel the worst. You know you got to follow up. You know you got to call them, but you don't do that. Right? Just do it. Even if you get the voicemails, you still feel better about yourself. Right? Even now, if, if you keep getting voicemails, you can cheat, play and cheat that game too. And just call people when they're, if you're scared of calling, just call them when they're not around, not going to pick up. Call some live person. Call, go call business. Call a customer service agent. Talk to a live person. Talk to them. Prospect them. And I'm telling you, you feel a lot better about yourself. Your confidence and self-esteem increases. That's how you do it. All right? Uh, now, what else is going on? We're moving. So today is actually the last, last, last episode that I ever recorded ML Nation in my old home and old studio. So you have to take this little studio apart and move there. We're moving on internet people coming on Thursday. Um, and it was just, I'm saying this, this is recorded a couple of days. It was yesterday. And by the time you're listening, on Thursday, July uh, 7th, right? Yeah, and then July 8th, we're in our new home and I have to set up my office, which is kind of exciting. I have a much bigger office. We actually laid it out where it will be part of the garage and how to put the drywall up, where to put the office. So I'm super excited about that. Super excited. This is the last episode, new change, a new chapter in my life. So thank you for all who are wishing me well for the move. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Now, uh, some other things, talk about throwing outside a comfort zone. And this another attitude. I used to hate change. I don't think, does anyone like change? I don't think anyone likes change, right? But I learned to adapt that change makes you stronger, makes your mind more, picking up new things quicker. And I started doing this habit about two and a half years ago where I intentionally changed things up. So even my workouts, I'll change them up. I never have the same workout back to back, right? Or if I go jogging two days in a row, I never run the same route back to back. I find like changing them, even going a couple of different streets, uh, forces your mind to pick up new things. Okay, um, it's just like wiring the brain, not going and then because every time you do something new, there's like new connections in your brain neurons that developed, and so you're making you stronger, more adaptable. So new things. Uh, my oldest son start going to this, um, you know, new school. Okay, it's new school is actually. For temporary, this is like a private some private school in the summer. It's an academic program for three hours. Uh, basically, learning to read. 
now and learning to how to spell. And then in the afternoon, he's in the afternoon he's got a camp where so he can swim. At least he's swimming every day. He's going to be learning. He should be able to swim very quickly. So that's exciting. But uh, I'm actually doing the daddy, the soccer daddy, driving two places now. Right. So uh, my other son is still going to the old school. Now my my oldest son. He is he's the last day uh, at his old school, and it was kind of sad for me. And uh, but I think one thing I've learned is to just be in the now, appreciate it now, and I actually learned to cherish that moment. So no matter how crazy it is in the morning, going to take him to school every day, I was saying, "Hey, I'm, I need to cherish this day because sooner or later I'll never be able to do this again." Going there, it's kind of part of my daily gratitude. So I started doing that in April. I've almost two more months taking Ethan to the school. Two more months until see his teachers again. And he's been going there since he's a young kid. So he's for four years, almost four years, right? The same routine, four years. And like, it gets, you know, the same thing. But all those memories, one, one last day left. One, and I was just say to myself, and even taking my sins, just something mundane like that, by learning to appreciate that it's not going to last that made me appreciate it a lot more. And even on the last day, what we did for all his teachers, for everyone, I gave them a thank you card. Uh, we custom make these family thank you cards. It's so, so worth it for networking. Give you a tip there. Customize your own. You can go to Vistaprint or any print shop. Just put your family picture there. Uh, customize them. So that's what I do, by the way. Thank you cards. I just don't send generic thank you cards. And if you actually print them out in bulk, they're actually cheaper than if you buy generic ones on Amazon or whatever. So why make an impression. Take an hour, you know, you don't, my cards are not perfect. Take an hour or 30 minutes, okay, and just make your customized card. Print out 200 of them. It's much better than just giving a generic uh, thank you card um, out there. It may cost a little bit more, not too much more, but it makes a huge, huge impact. Now, the problem with me is, like, I have to keep updating these cards because my kids grow old, right? So, especially my baby, um, I, like, so I plan it out. I print like 200 and it'll last me like three, six months. Now I'll make another new card. So I did that for the teachers. And also, um, thank you. Thank the teachers. If you're a teacher out there, thank you so much for everything you do because I really respect you. I got a much deeper appreciation for teachers. Now, not that I didn't respect them, but from a student perspective, sometimes you can't, you know, you resent or can't stand your teachers, but from uh, not only am I, am I a teacher now, teaching a coaching trainer, but having your kids with teachers, like some of these teachers, I feel bad for them. They give their heart and soul to these kids, these daycare teachers, and they make no money at all, right? Maybe twenty five, thirty thousand a year. Uh, me, I don't even think they make forty thousand a year. But they work hard five days a week taking these kids. Uh, my heart really goes out to them, and every time I give them a nice gift, so. Um, you know, I've given gift cards during Thanksgiving, Christmas, but also during the uh, this time for every teacher that my oldest son grew up with in the school, I made them a little special present, yeah, like a little collage, poster, frames. So I bought them, I made them, and you know what? Doing that <clears throat> cost me hundred, two hundred dollars, or something like that, hundred bucks buying the frames. But it's not about the money; it's just it feels good, right? And then when you here's another thing about entrepreneur: when you do things, be a giver. When you feel good. You do good. Because when you feel good, you do good. And we always need to do do something, right? So actually, right before this, guess what I did? I did my birthday greetings out, right? Some happy birthday to all my friends that have a happy birthday on today. And because it makes them feel, I feel good making people happy. And when you feel good, you do good. So I'm talking about motivation, what motivated me to get, when I was like starting the show, I really didn't want to do it. 
I listen to music. I also did some song a happy birthday to a couple of my friends, made them feel good. Um, that's a tip for entrepreneur, okay? So you, because we always constantly beat up when we were tired, fatigued, all these things going on to do that. So that's a networking tip for you. Uh, give, give, give. Be a giver. Okay, and a great book, Give and Take by Adam Grant. So for the time remaining, I want to share one thing is about this Facebook post that I had posted before. This was uh, posted in March and late March. I never got the chance to, to uh, really comment, talk deep about it, but I want to do so right now. It was about, you know, I, I go to two gyms. I talk about changing my routine. So I'm never doing the same workout back to back. I'm always going to different gyms as well. So one gym is a little close to my house. It's an upscale gym. And I, you know, I work out like 4.30, 4.45 in the morning, right? The other gym is like, uh, which is that my gym is a mile and a half away. The other gym is called 24 Hour Fitness, which I love. It's open 24 hours. It's more of like a middle class gym. And that is, uh, again, lower membership fees and all that. And it is, I go there at 4.30, 45, and it's like two miles away. I change it up. What I've noticed, and I took a picture, so you can go to the show notes here. Okay, let's go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast. This is show 201. Okay, so or you can go to mlnation.net forward slash 201. You can look at the Facebook post there. I posted that there's two gyms. One, the upper, the upper class gym is um, pretty, there's a lot of people there, 430, 445. I was surprised because when I started this new routine, I was like, well, there's a lot of people working out here. But because I used to go to the uh, 24-hour fitness. Again, I love the gym. Nothing bad about 24-hour fitness. And it's not every 24-hour fitness is like a middle-class gym, okay? I just, and that, it's also that neighborhood too. It is pretty empty at 430, 445. And so I said, what does that tell you? Right, that was my comment. One gym is a lot of people. People, I wouldn't say packed. It's not packed, but there's a lot. There's people there. There's people there. Everywhere you turn, there's people. But one is like a ghost town. What does that tell you? So a lot of people say like the rich make it, the successful people make it happen. Successful do this. You know. So why do you think that is? Um, successful just make it happen. They realize health is more important. And then, you know, or the middle class are too busy. They get up earlier and they work late. Or middle class are busy late at night; they can't get up early enough. And then some people, some 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 people say, "Hey, don't be hating on the middle class." This word got a little touchy. Where you know, you shouldn't be looking down on middle class. So I, I want to make it really uh, to, to emphasize a couple of points. The goal of the post was not to hate on the middle class. So maybe it wasn't me, but maybe some of the comments of people. It seemed like they were putting down middle class. I don't think any of those people put down middle class. Uh, maybe the people who are com- and again, I don't know. I don't have the post in front of me. Maybe the people who are commenting, defending in the middle class were or felt offended by that were um, middle class. Who knows? Anyway, I, I don't want to offend you, anyone here. Uh, but here's the thing. The reason I posted this is my reflection on it. There's three things, okay? It's not just successful people uh, take their health seriously. It's, number one, I realized that Number one, successful people do take their health seriously. If you look at people who are successful financially, um, the percentage of people who are overweight is much less, right? And the people who are in shape are much higher. Why? Because they know that if you have money and you don't have your health, it's useless. So, because the you know money is, is really meaningless, right? Like that's the way I look at money. I can spend all my money because when I'm dying, I'm not going to take my money with me. When I'm older, I cannot buy back my health. You know, this is one of the things I learned early. Most people trade their health for money, ironically. But once they have all the money, they try to trade the money back for health. But it doesn't work that way, right? 
we you can't at least not now buy a bionic heart. You can't buy a fake lung. You can get transplant, but still not the same as your original. So you can't buy back your youth. You can't buy back your vigor, health. So people who are successful, they treat, they, they take care of health from day one. They eat less junk food. They less they eat more healthy. So that should be a tip. You know, even want to, you know, the thing you got to be before you become. Start becoming healthy now. Because you don't want to do things that sabotage your health and later on you come to regret it. You make all the money, all the success, regret it. I copy what successful people do. I'm sure Bill Gates, Warren, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, they're not eating junk food and fast food all day, right? They're doing things, they have a, they're exercising daily. They're doing some type of physical activity to keep them, right? The richest people, they want to live longer. So that's one tip. Like, yeah, successful people, they value health more. Another thing is, and this was another uh, answer that was... Um, no one mentioned this. I was expecting some people to say that was, and maybe because I was there, people who are wealthier normally are generally sometimes older. People who are older, they're more experienced. At least they're not gym, the, uh, the upscale gym. They're a little bit older. And older people sleep less. Like if you look at my grandfather, um, and they sleep less, they can get by by five, six hours, a few tons of energy, while younger people need to sleep more. So maybe they wake up earlier. <laughs> That's why they're in the gym. That could have been a simple reason. Right, uh, and then the last reason I think a lot of people talk about this was like, I think this actually not many people talk about it, but they brought up the point that middle class people they go work out at night because they can't wake up early enough. I think people who are successful they understand the importance of starting the day with a win, and this is the reason why I work out at four thirty, four forty-five. Now I could work first and then go work out uh, after I drop off my kids. And I've used to do that. But I realized that starting the day with a win mentally makes you feel good about yourself. Like, so it doesn't matter whatever happens. Like even at the water park yesterday, I slept five hours. I got up. I went for 30, uh, 30 minutes of cardio, jogging throughout Anaheim and Orange. Came back and had like a, a, a call at 5 a.m. in the morning, 6 a.m. But I could have slept more. But when I went to that call, I had so much more energy. My mind was so much sharper. And then I had to self, my self-development. And I felt good. Again, if you feel good, you do good. Right? We know that. The days that you can feel you can conquer the world. When you work out early in the morning, I feel I can conquer the world. I, I can do that. Because you start off well. And successful people know that. So you have this, whether it's chemically, physically, it's probably physically, your heart beats increase, your blood flow. You also have endorphins that are released when you exercise. So you feel good. And then you, you mentally you feel good. And then physically, because you won already, physically... You, it's like, oh, I got all this blood flow. I'm, you, you know, like right after you work out, you're pumped. You're motivated, right? Then you use that energy to work. Now, I'll tell you, my, when my calls at 5, 6 a.m., I would have been as good if I just went straight at it. But once I had my blood flowing, I was so much sharper. So I leveraged that. It's Jim Rohn told me it's energy management. And most people don't know about that because they don't teach you in school, right? So, again, two benefits, mentally and physically. Now, back in the day when I used to work out in the afternoon, I'll tell you, I'll dread it. How many of you actually dread going to the gym sometimes? Like, oh, I still got to go to the gym. And I'll delay it, especially if you're an entrepreneur. There's always more emails, phone calls, more things to do. I'll I'll push it off. Now, I just felt bad. I got to do it. I think I'm so tired. I don't even feel like going. Right? So that's a loss. Mentally, you don't feel good. Doing it first thing in the morning is important. And then also, endorphins. And I used to do, you know... I used to work at night a long, long time ago, over 10 years ago when I worked out at night. And this is what happens when the, what a lot of people don't realize. If the middle class, whatever they are, okay, whatever class, they work out at night, you feel pumped, yes, but then you can't go to sleep. No one I know can work out, 
feel great and go to bed, bed right away. So they end up going to bed later again. So what happens is that energy is wasted. The energy, the endorphins, the blood flow is wasted. Because once you go back late at night, I mean, unless you can plan and, plan and uh, stay up all night, but, if you, but eventually you got to go to sleep because you got to wake up early in the morning to go to work. So why not use the endorphins energy in the morning and it'll last throughout the day? See, that is what people don't get. That's what the, a lot of people who are employees, they don't get that. I used to did not get that. I used to work at night. And I'll be motivated and fired up and then I'll go eat dinner. But that's a waste. Why am I using the endorphins and energy to go eat dinner? Or to wind, then I have to, then I have to even take more time, again, time management to wind, to wind down before I sleep. Right? I tell you, I don't need any winding down because I start my day early. So I can go on and on. We can do another episode, but it's energy management. When you start your day off with a workout, you feel better, endorphins. So those people who are the common, the middle class, um, they have to take care of their kids, right? Here's a tip. This is, again, you cannot blame and criticize because that's not leadership. You're always in control of the situation. Once the kids go to sleep at 9 o'clock, go to bed, right? If the kids go to bed at 10, then go to bed at 10. You don't need to wait one hour, two hours. And basically, that's what I do. We are in a rush to go to sleep right after the kids go to sleep, right? Um, and sometimes I go to bed with them. So doesn't matter if you have to wake up with an early job. You can go to bed earlier. You can go to bed one hour earlier and get up one hour, or, or get up one hour to do your exercise, whatever it is, because this energy, create that magical energy. So, why see the, what the real the real situation that happens is most people can't go to bed one hour earlier because they let all these other distractions get in the way, messages, phone calls, whatever it is, text, emails, or watching TV, or relaxing, or chit chat. You can control your time. You can say no to that. You can do those things during the day, some other time, or schedule them. Schedule your calls around your schedule. Don't let other people dictate your life. You're the entrepreneur. You choose the hour. Remember, you get to choose the hours you work. So if you have family, kids, yes, let them go. Once you go to bed, you can go to sleep and get up earlier. Okay, that's what I, 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 I basically done. And sometimes my kids, you know, they go to bed late, right? They go to bed late. And then I still get up early. I mean, do, do I take a nap? Absolutely. Maybe sometimes I take a 10, 15-minute power nap in the car or whatever. Um, but starting the day early is super, super important. And today, you know what? I did. I started the day early. I had I, like shared, shared the course. I started a bad with uh, st- stepping on poor Obi, my f- son fell off his bed. I had to t- take care of that. I woke up five times, but I still woke up 40 minutes earlier. Not as early as I wanted, four minutes, 40 minutes earlier around normal time. Got my jog in, felt better, and that carried me through. You know, if it wasn't for that, I'll probably I'll be in a total, total right now. But anyway, that's the tip. I want to go to mlnation.net forward slash 201. That's the show notes page for this. You see the original Facebook post and go there and comment. Please go comment on it. I'm actually interested after you hear this episode. I will be posting that as well on my social media. So so that's it. That's a wrap. That's what we have for this episode behind the scenes. Let me know. Go back to the show notes. Check out the Facebook post. Let me know what you liked. And if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Uh, they really mean a lot. They line me up and also makes the show uh, easier for other people to find. All right, so and share this with MLM community. Let me, let me know if you like these episodes behind the scenes. Uh, but you got a lot of takeaways here, energy management, all that stuff, goody stuff. Um, go build your business. Let me know your MLM Independence Day. Let me know about energy management. Comment below. Go to the Facebook post. Go to mlnation.net forward slash 201. This is Simon Chen. I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.
Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.